Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you guys are with me. And today, I'm not going to play you Lane's press conference. I am going to play you, though, uh, his answers on quarterback spliced together. It was three separate questions, and you're going to hear his answers. And I, I want you to see if you hear what I hear in those answers. We'll talk about that, Central Arkansas, and more with you. Again, my name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter if you don't already at Michael Borky or Facebook or YouTube all under the same name. Like, follow, subscribe, all of those channels. Also, this podcast, wherever you get them, just search Rebel Report wherever you get your podcast. There's like seven different podcast apps or popular ones anyway, and this is on all of them. So search Rebel Report, hit that subscribe button, and if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. So I do want to start with this, though, actually. Clemson played Georgia Tech. We got to see our first look at Georgia Tech, which is, for all intents and purposes, Ole Miss's next opponent. Now, I know some fans out there really hate, for some reason, when the media overlooks an opponent. We are most definitely going to get messages into the radio show this week uh, saying things like, how about we just focus on Central Arkansas, as if you know, what we say impacts the game and we're on the team. We are not. We can look ahead to any game we want to. That always cracks me up. And that, But there are some people out there that really think that I should not talk about Georgia Tech here on the show wherever. Uh, but I'm going to because Central Arkansas uh, will not beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss will win that game and win that game comfortably even with their third stringers. It's just how it's it's going to work out. Central Arkansas presents no challenge to Ole Miss. The question now is, though, does Georgia Tech, are they any different than what you thought they were going into the season? Ole Miss's first road game of the year, it is their Power 5 non-conference game. And most everybody was just putting a W next to Georgia Tech going into the season. And they played Clemson tough for a very for, for a little while. Okay, they, they lost by almost five touchdowns, but... They played Clemson close for a little while. Does that change your perspective? And I think it does slightly, but I'm still in the camp of, I think Ole Miss is going to go there and win, and and win possibly comfortably, and that'll be that. However, I do think that based on what you saw from Georgia Tech, their run defense early was quite good, uh, really held Clemson in check, and now there's doubts about Clemson offensively and DJ Uyangalele and stuff, but... Georgia Tech controlled the line of scrimmage and stopped the run early against a Clemson team that, as you know, has amassed talent over the years that has been capable of winning championships. I don't think this Clemson team's a championship team, but still, it is a good roster. But they struggled to run the football a year ago, and, and they did on Monday night. Georgia Tech did well there for the most part. Um, I, I think they've got a quarterback that is extremely limited extremely limited in the past game, but he's a dynamic athlete and a decent runner and, and can give you a hard time if uh, you are uh, missing assignments or breaking contain, that kind of stuff, if you're doing that. Um, long story short, I think 
we learned about the Georgia Tech game. It is, it is not one that Ole Miss can go to Atlanta and, for lack of a better phrase, screw around. They can't go to Atlanta and screw around. Um, and, and we probably already knew that anyway. But I have heard people say things like they should keep this two-quarterback experiment through the non-conference games and decide with Kentucky. I don't think they have the luxury of doing that uh, when they go to Atlanta next week. Again, don't don't hear me incorrectly. I think they are the better team. I think they will win the game. They have a better roster. They are clearly way better coached. But still, um, it's not a game that you can go there and screw around. Even a bad ACC team like Georgia Tech, as you saw on Monday night, has the capability of of making it uncomfortable if you don't come in there and play good football, right? So I don't think you can do any more experimentation after this weekend. I think you've got to settle on something. They've got to go in with a game plan to win the game and not one like they clearly had against Troy, which is totally fine, by the way, Uh, like one that they will clearly have this weekend, whether they are being intentionally vanilla or calling plays to put things on tape. I don't think you're going to be able to do that Next weekend. So did we learn much? Well, not really. I don't think much has changed, but I do know now that you can't do experimentation like you will this weekend, like you did last weekend. You can't screw around when you go to Atlanta to play Georgia Tech because they do have enough guys on that team that can make things uncomfortable. So you got to go there and play and you know, breaking news, more to 11, right? That's why I get paid the big bucks because they got to go on the road to an ACC team and play well if they want to win. That's very profound, but I think you guys get my point. They have to go there and play well or else Georgia Tech can sneak up and make things really uncomfortable. And I do think we learned that on Monday night because especially defensively, I don't think Ole Miss in the front six has the personnel. If you want to call it front six, I know they're, Still did some three two five looks, whatever. Uh, in the front six, Ole Miss doesn't have the talent that Clemson does. Now, I think Ole Miss is good in the front six. I don't think they're Clemson good. I mean, Clemson's got first-rounders on the defensive line. Ole Miss does not. Um, that, that, that's a great roster that, that Clemson has. I think they're playing the wrong quarterback, but it's a great roster. And for a while, they struggled with, uh, with Georgia Tech, and Ole Miss will too if they don't come and play their A game. This podcast is brought to you by LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. If you are cooking with meat, that is the place to get it. It's the best place in this state to get it. When you go to LB's just across from Kroger on University, right there in Oxford, uh, tell Greg and the good people there I sent you. They'll hook you up. They've also got daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. So if you don't feel like doing the cooking, they'll do the cooking for you at lunchtime. But if you're cooking with meat, that is the place in this state to do it. Again, tell them I sent you. Uh, they're big supporters of uh, of Ole Miss sports, good people there, good advice if you need it, and the best selection of meat in this state. Also, the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems, absms.com is the website. If you are anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi and you're in the market for office technology, so anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, phone systems, whatever, If it's tech, if it's in the office, and you are located anywhere inside of this state and you need it, absms.com is the website. When you tell them I sent you, you get a complimentary technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is. They'll come out, give you an assessment on me, absms.com.
All right, here is the audio I'm talking about. Lane Kiffin obviously spoke to the media on Monday. We'll do it again today for uh, for what it's worth. I believe he will anyway. Haven't looked at the schedule. That's usually how it works, but either way. Um, it talked a lot about the, the Troy game, and he appears to be more satisfied with what he saw on tape versus the way he felt about the game afterwards. And And don't forget that it's been pointed out a few times now, and it's absolutely right, that very, very clearly, uh, Lane Kiffin does not necessarily care about style points and blowing people out. We learned that in the Vanderbilt game last year. I remember the freakout after the Vanderbilt game last year from, from Ole Miss fans and state fans alike that were like, oh, they look, Vanderbilt played them close. Oh, no, they're going to go to Starkville and lose now. And no, the, the Vanderbilt didn't play them close. So Ole Miss was intentionally vanilla uh, that entire game. All they wanted to do was win. They got comfortable and then just kind of coasted to the finish. Same thing happened in the Liberty game. Actually, Ole Miss could have won that game by five touchdowns if they really, really wanted to, and they didn't. They could have beaten Vanderbilt by five or six touchdowns if they really, truly wanted to, but they didn't. They were intentionally vanilla, and, and a similar thing happened with Ole Miss on Saturday against Troy. They could have won that game by seven touchdowns if they wanted to. All they had to do was continue to give it to Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins and just run the football and run the football, and they never would have done anything other than win the game by a lot. But they kind of shut it down. They did some things in the past game to to put it on film. Um, Very clearly, we're not happy with the second-half turnovers. Uh, There were just far too many of them. There were three of them in the second half. But by and large, for the first two quarters of the game and early in the third before things got weird, Ole Miss was in complete and total control and and totally dominated. Uh, So his his tone kind of came out uh, during that. Uh, One question mark on this team has been linebackers going into the season anyway. People were wondering what the linebacker position is going to look like. And uh, we talked about that after the game Saturday. Uh, Kari Coleman answered the bell. Troy Brown was who you were hoping he was going to be. Now, it's still going to remain a question because of, of who they played. Perspective is needed. It is Troy after all. But the first test was passed with flying colors at the linebacker position, considering how everything is new. So, um, But but here is really what I want to talk with you about is obviously the quarterback position, because that's the thing that you got to talk about with this team right now. Um the fan freakout on Saturday does not match how Lane Kiffin feels about what happened on Saturday. So here are the the three direct answers about quarterback play spliced together um, for you to hear, and, and you tell me what you think. You know, I, I, I hear I hear some positive tone in Lane Kiffin talking about Jackson Dart and the way he looked. And upon rewatch, it was not near as bad as the freakout was making it out to be. I, I don't understand. And maybe it was alcohol-fueled and the fact that they didn't cover the spread. Um, because when I rewatched it on Sunday morning, I, I didn't see disaster or whatever people saw. I saw a young quarterback that has some work to do but has the talent ceiling. Anyway, here's what Lane Kiffin said about it. Here are his answers spliced together. Here's what he had to say about quarterbacks. He mentions Altmaier as well in the plan for this weekend, and we'll talk about that after I'm done playing this. Here's Lane Kiffin on his quarterbacks. 
Yeah, like I've said before, we'd always figured out this is not ideal. Luke will go first, um, you know, in this game. So that gives both guys an opportunity to go first and um, see how he plays. So, you know, he didn't get as many opportunities as we would have liked. Obviously, we would have liked his series to go further. And Jackson's interception, you know, was going to switch after that series. But, you know, I think, as you guys know, I take a lot into the psyche of the quarterback and didn't want his last play to be an interception. So, so that ate up one of Luke's series. Probably just a little bit of the same thing, a little bit more of the same things, um, the good and the bad. You know, ran really well, strong, moved around in the pocket well, got out of some trouble. You know, we didn't have any sacks in the game, um, even with average pass protection. Um, but then made, you know, some mistakes, really two critical ones, interception, and not the third down, you know, easy completion in front of him because, you know, his feet are screwed up. And, you know, said it before, you know, you get spoiled. Um, and also, you know, like someone reminded me, that was – Matt's fourth year last year in college, you know, and so um, when you have young guys like this, you're going to go through growing pains, you know. I think that it's always been that way, and then every once in a while now we have the, you know, Jalen Hurts or Bryce Youngs, you know, the, that, you know, come around with all the pieces around them and everything and, and really don't make a lot of those mistakes, but, you know, normally those are going to happen. I mean, look at Luke because of the different, you know, voice tones and, he was going to change a mic point, and they snapped the ball, thinking it was, you know, his cadence. So, um, you know, you never want that, but you also want to make sure you find the best guy. So, you know, this is what we think gives us the best chance, long term, to win, to evaluate the situation, to get the best player. And we still may be wrong after that. It happens all the time. So, what did that sound like to you? Well, I, that that again that that struck me as a guy that uh, upon his own rewatch he, he was clearly frustrated after the game said it in the press conference clearly frustrated with how the second half went um I, I do love how careful he is with his quarterbacks about mindset like immediate and and I, I've I've had people ask me you know is, is Jackson Dart fragile no no he he approached Matt Corral the same way you don't want to take a guy out immediately after an interception and put in a different guy that that can be Tough on the psyche, regardless of who the quarterback is. Uh, I, I liked, um, I like his approach on that. I loved what he did with Matt Corral in 2020, despite people calling desperately for him to play Plumlee, even though he was significantly worse. And uh, s- similar thing here. He, he was not about to pull Jackson Dart after an interception because it could mess with his head some. And so I, I, I do respect that. The the story this weekend is is quarterbacks with Central Arkansas. And I think that based on those answers that you heard right there and the way Georgia Tech looked, this this charade, if you want to call it that, is is over after this week. I think it's over. And that doesn't mean it, it won't change down the line, but I do believe that this is the last time they're going to set, well, he's going to start this week and he's going to start next week, and I think it's done a- after this weekend. Regardless of what happens. Now, it's Central Arkansas. I'm curious to know exactly how they evaluate this. Because obviously they're not just going to pull up two stat sheets and say, well, Luke threw for more more yards this weekend, so therefore he's better because Central Arkansas is a dramatically worse opponent. Significantly worse than that of Troy, even. 
Troy would handle Central Arkansas if they played against each other, would absolutely handle them. So what they're looking for is making correct reads, not making mistakes. I I wouldn't be surprised if they're even looking at things like sideline demeanor. Based on those answers, I do do think, and maybe it's confirmation bias on my part because I've always thought that uh, Dart would win this job. Um, doesn't mean I, I care about which one wins. I think they're both seemingly uh, really good kids based on how they present themselves. And uh, they both have uh, cool stories and they both chose to go to Ole Miss and they, they both seem great. And, and either one of them being successful would be awesome. So it's not like that. I've, I've just thought that Dart would ultimately win the job is what I've always thought. So maybe I'm, I'm seeking confirmation for that. But it does sound like... Um, and it, it's always, to me, sounded like they have expected him to win it, and he, and he just hasn't. And when they go to Atlanta, barring something crazy this weekend, that's who they're going to go with. That, that I'm reading too far into it, I, I guess. Maybe I'm seeking confirmation bias. I don't know. This weekend, I don't know if... Altmeyer can, quote-unquote, win the job. But I do think he can, quote-unquote, lose the job. If if he's making incorrect reads, if he makes a mistake or two, that kind of stuff, and then it, it makes their decision easier. But if he's good, it, it is Central Arkansas. Perspective is needed. Pass rush won't be as good. Um, secondary won't be as good, that kind of stuff. They're they're going to very closely evaluate things that we're not going to be able to see. Not with our naked eye anyway. And and that'll be that. But I do think this is the last week this happens. I don't think a job can be won in a game against Central Arkansas. And I'm curious to see how how it's handled because he didn't seem to commit to three and a half quarters against Central Arkansas the way he did with Troy. That was interesting. But long story short, I've said that twice now, um, th- this appears to be a formality thing and not so much uh, of a um, – should – is that even right? Help me out here, guys. Is that even right? Does that sound like that to you, that this is more they're doing it because they committed to it in that – Is that I'm reading too far into this. I'm sick of talking about it. I'm ready for this to be over. <laughs> I'm ready for this to be over, and I think it is. They're going to go to Georgia Tech with a more pointed plan, regardless of what happens this weekend. So uh, we'll see what, what Altmaier can do. We'll see how he looks. Uh, if he plays mistake-free, confident football, um, who knows? Maybe they go to Atlanta with him being the guy. At this point, nothing will surprise me or, or should surprise me or or you. So we shall see. I'm done talking quarterbacks. I'll see you guys again on Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.